Welcome to our BMI Sunday Online Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today. And shall we begin with, with a word of prayer? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this wonderful opportunity to be able to expose ourselves to your word today uh, on this, your holy day. And we pray, Father, for each aspect of our fellowship, for the Bible study, for the hymns, for the questions and answers, for the Bible reading later on this evening, and ask for your blessing upon it. And we pray that uh, your word uh, would uh, truly uh, bless those who are listening or watching. And we pray for those who are listening and watching, Father, that you might uh, meet the needs that they have according to your uh, wonderful grace and your working in the lives of your people. And how we thank you, Father, that we have this privilege of being your child. If indeed, uh, Father, you have been gracious to us, we recognize that we don't deserve the least of your mercies or any of the truth that you might show to us. And so we commit this time to you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our first hymn is going to be Jesus' Priceless Treasure.
Our next hymn is going to be Jesus, Lover of My Soul. Uh, let me just mention that uh, if you know of someone that is not able to access Facebook for whatever reason, this is being simultaneously broadcast live uh, on our website, bmius.org, bmius.org. We have a little player on the front page, the home page, and you just have to press the, uh, the little arrow. It'll say Live DJ on it.
Our next hymn is going to be from Greenland's Icy Mountains. Welcome to Searching the Scriptures. Our Bible teacher will be Gunther von Haringa Sr. In Acts 17.11 we read, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. So without further ado, let's look into God's Word, the Bible. This is going to be 2 Peter 2, part 27, and today's date is May 13th, 
2018. Again, uh, let's ask the Lord for his blessing upon this our time together. Father, we thank you that we have, again, this privilege of looking at Second Peter, and uh, our prayer is always, Father, that you might uh, allow us to see wonderful things out of your law. And we recognize that apart from your intervention, there's nothing that we can understand about the Bible, even the simplest things, even simple historical facts, uh, Father, uh, elude us unless your spirit working through your word opens our understanding, uh, Father, so that we can see the marvelous truths, the wonderful realities that you have hidden uh, in your word uh, for the edification of your people. And so we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll go ahead and read Second uh, Peter 2, uh, verses 9 through 17. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of punishment. I'm excuse me, unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are in blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For a number of studies now, we have been investigating Numbers 22 concerning Balaam and his donkey. And before returning to Second uh, Peter uh, 2.17, I would like for us to examine the following topics uh, in the hope that God will continue to open our understanding of this parable and also uh, to further our comprehension of why God has included this in 2 Peter 2, uh, 15 through 16. Uh, there's going to be four topics. The first is the conversation with uh, Balaam and his donkey uh, in verses 28 to 30. Uh, God's rebuke to Balaam in verses 32-33. Uh, number three, Balaam's response to God. And uh, number four, an analysis uh, of who the donkey represents 
spiritually uh, in this parable. And I'll go ahead and read uh, Numbers 22, uh, 28 to 30 again. And again, keep in mind that this ties right back to 2 Peter 2, 15 and 16. And Jehovah opened the mouth of the ass. And she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee, that thou hast smitten me these three times? And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there were a sword in my hand, for now would I kill thee. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am not I thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. So let's begin by looking at the phrase in verse 28, And Jehovah opened the mouth, which is comprised of three Hebrew terms, uh, and the Lord is Jehovah, 3068, opened is 6605, and the mouth is 6310. These three words uh, appear together only in two other uh, actually very noteworthy citations. Uh, one is Ezekiel 24:27, and the other is Ezekiel 33:22. And they both uh, have to do with the destruction of uh, Jerusalem and Judah uh, during the Babylonian captivity, uh, which began in 609 B.C., lasted 70 years until 539 B.C., and then in 587 B.C., we read about the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Babylonians, and we want to keep in mind always that he is a figure or type of Satan, uh, just as the, the kingdom of Babylon represents or typifies Satan's uh, kingdom or dominion as well. And uh, spiritually, uh, Judah and Jerusalem have to do with the end-time institutional churches and denominations that came under the wrath of God beginning at the uh, onset of the Great Tribulation, May 21, 1988, and that extended until May 21, 2011. Uh, the, the church age itself started on Pentecost, May 22, 33 AD, and lasted 1955 years until May 21, 1988, the day before Pentecost in that year. And what I'd like to do, uh, because these are both very profound chapters, is read Ezekiel 24 and also Ezekiel 33. Uh, in Ezekiel 24, you're going to note how God uses the death of Ezekiel's wife in the historical context, uh, in this parable, to typify national Israel whom God was married to. Uh, moreover, uh, in the context, uh, we're going to read where God solemnly uh, commands Ezekiel in the historical context not to mourn for his wife in any way, uh, underscoring the fact that nobody was to lament the fact 
that God was going to destroy Judah and Jerusalem, again, representing the churches and denominations of our day because God himself orchestrated that. That was part of God's will. That was part of God's program. All right, we'll start then with uh, Ezekiel 24. <clears throat> Again, in the ninth year, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, the word of Jehovah came unto me, saying, Son of man, write thee the name of the day, even of this same day, the king of Babylon set himself against Jerusalem this same day, and utter a parable unto the rebellious house, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Set on a pot, set it on, and also pour water into it. Gather the pieces thereof into it, even every good piece, the thigh and the shoulder, fill it with the choice bones. Take the choice of the flock, and burn also the bones under it, and make it boil well, and let them seethe the bones of it therein. Wherefore thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the bloody city, to the pot, whose scum is in therein, and whose scum is not gone out of it. Bring it out piece by piece, let no lot fall upon it. For her blood is in the midst of her. She set it upon the top of a rock. She poured it not upon the ground to cover it with dust, that it might cause fury to come up to take vengeance. I have set her blood upon the top of a rock, that it should not be covered. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the bloody city! I will even make the pile for fire great. Heap on wood, kindle the fire, consume the flesh, and spice it well, and let the bones be burned. Then set it empty upon the coals thereof, that the brass of it may be hot, and may burn, and that the filthiness of it may be molten in it, that the scum of it may be consumed. She hath wearied herself with lies, and her great scum went not forth out of her. Her scum shall be in the fire. In thy filthiness is lewdness, because I have purged thee, and thou wast not purged. Thou shalt not be purged from thy filthiness any more, till I have caused my fury to rest upon thee. I, Jehovah, have spoken it. It shall come to pass, and I will do it. I will not go back, neither will I spare, neither will I repent, according to thy ways, and according to thy doings, shall they judge thee, saith the Lord God. Also the word of Jehovah came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. Yet neither shalt thou mourn, nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down. Forbear to cry, make no mourning for the dead. Bind the tire of thine head upon thee, and put on thy shoes upon thy feet, 
and cover not thy lips, and eat not the bread of men. So I spake unto the people in the morning, and at even my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded. And the people said unto me, Wilt thou not tell us what these things are to us, that thou doest so? Then I answered them, The word of Jehovah came unto me, saying, Speak unto the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will profane my sanctuary, the excellency of your strength, the desire of your eyes, and that which your soul pitieth. And your sons and your daughters, whom ye have left, shall fall by the sword. And ye shall do as I have done. Ye shall not cover your lips, nor eat the bread of men. And your tires shall be upon your heads, and your shoes upon your feet. Ye shall not mourn nor weep, but ye shall pine away for your iniquities, and mourn one toward another. Thus Ezekiel is unto you a sign, according to all that he hath done, shall ye do. And when this cometh, ye shall know that I am the Lord God. Also thou son of man, shall it not be in the day when I take from them their strength, the joy of their glory, the desire of their eyes, and that whereupon they set their minds, their sons and their daughters, that he that escapeth in that day shall come unto thee to cause thee to hear it with thine ears. In that day shall thy mouth be opened. Those are our two words. To him which is escaped, and thou shalt speak, and be no more dumb. And thou shalt be a sign unto them, and they shall know that I am Jehovah. We find a similar warning in Ezekiel 33, uh, paralleling God's mandate for his people to alert the world of his impending judgment uh, during the period of the latter reign from 1994 to 2011. And uh, so we read uh, there, again, the word of Jehovah came unto me saying, son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, when I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me.
When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? Therefore thou son of man, say unto the children of thy people, The righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day of his transgression. As for the wickedness of the wicked, he shall not fall thereby in the day that he turneth from his wickedness. Neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sinneth. When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live, if he trust to his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousnesses shall not be remembered, but for his iniquity that he hath committed, he shall die for it. Again, when I say unto the wicked, thou, sh thou shalt surely die, if he turn from his sin, and do that which is lawful and right. If the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of his sins that he hath committed shall be mentioned unto him. He hath done that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. Yet the children of thy people say, The way of the Lord is not equal. But as for them, their way is not equal. When the righteous turneth from his righteousness and committeth iniquity, he shall even die thereby. But if the wicked turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. Yet ye say, The way of the Lord is not equal. O ye house of Israel, I will judge you every one after his ways. And it came to pass in the twelfth year of our captivity, in the tenth month, in the fifth day of the month, that one that had escaped out of Jerusalem came unto me, saying, The city is smitten. Now the hand of Jehovah was upon me in the evening, afore he that was escaped came, and had opened my mouth, until he came to me in the morning, and my mouth was open, and I was no more dumb. Those are our three words there in verse 22. Then the word of Jehovah came unto me, saying, Son of man, they that inhabit those wastes of the land of Israel speak, saying, Abraham was one, and he inherited the land, but we are many. 
The land is given us for inheritance. Wherefore, say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Ye eat with the blood, and lift up your eyes toward idols, and shed blood, and shall ye possess the land? Ye stand upon your sword, ye work abomination, and ye defile every one his neighbor's wife, and shall ye possess the land? Say thou thus unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, As I live, surely they that are in the wastes shall fall by the sword, and him that is in the open field will I give to the beasts to be devoured, and they that be in the forts and in the caves shall die of the pestilence. For I will lay the land most desolate, and the pomp of her strength shall cease, and the mountains of Israel shall be desolate, that none shall pass through. Then shall they know that I am Jehovah, when I have laid the land most desolate, because of all their abominations which they have committed. Also thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses, and speak one to another, every one to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that cometh forth from Jehovah. And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people. And they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet hath been among them. In these two chapters, we read that Ezekiel was made dumb or silenced by God, just like Balaam's donkey by creation was designed not to speak intelligibly. intelligibly. <laughs> and then at a later point, under God's direction, uh, Ezekiel is commanded to speak again. And this is based on what we read in Ezekiel 3, 26 to 27. And I will make thy tongue cleave to the roof of thy mouth, that thou shalt be dumb, and shall not be to them a reprover, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with thee, I will open thy mouth, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, He that heareth, let him hear, and he that forbeareth, let him forbear, for they are a rebellious house. The next phrase that we want to search out is Numbers 22, uh, in Numbers 22, 28, is, What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me? which is actually two Hebrew words. What have I done is 62.13, and unto thee that thou hast smitten me is 52.21. They show up together uh, as uh, in 39 other uh, passages, and we'll visit just a few of them. 
The contexts, however, in which these terms appear are varied and include the following uh, primarily. Uh, God's promise to not smite the earth anymore uh, after the flood, the plagues associated with Egypt, the smiting of the rock in Horeb, the conquest of the various heathen nations in the land of Canaan led by Joshua, the wicked sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas and their evil ways, the encounter with David and Goliath, uh, David's sin in numbering Israel and the uh, ensuing plague as a result, the Jews who fought against their enemies in the book of Esther, and lastly, the maltreatment of uh, Jeremiah for his stance to uh, surrender to the Babylonians. And here are uh, some of these citations. Uh, Genesis 8.21 acknowledges, And Jehovah smelled a sweet savor. And Jehovah said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. So smite and as I have done are these two words. Uh, also in Exodus 3.20, we find this declaration. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. The he, of course, is Pharaoh. Again, it's smite and which I will do. Uh, also in Exodus uh, 17.6, we read, Behold, I will stand before thee upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Uh, also in Joshua 10.39, we find this record, And he took it, and the king thereof, and all the cities thereof, and they smote them with the edge of the sword, and utterly destroyed all the souls that were therein. He left none remaining, as he had done to Hebron, so he did to Debir, and to the king thereof, as he had done also to Libna, and to her king. You might recall that God had given the command to Joshua and the Israelites, anybody that is near you, you're to completely decimate. But if someone comes from a far country and they sue for mercy, then you can make a league with them or an agreement with them, which is exactly what the Gibeonites, who were their neighbors, did uh, deceitfully. And, and in doing so, they are a picture of the elect. Uh, also, we read in 1 Samuel 2, 14, And he struck it into the pan, that this would be the, the servant of the uh, high priest, um, or the priests uh, Hophni and Phinehas, and he struck it into the pan, or kettle, or cauldron, or pot, all that the flesh hook brought up the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh unto all the Israelites that came thither. And that practice was so grievous 
that uh, during that time the people hated the fact that they had to give uh, their offering to the Lord because it wasn't done uh, in a proper manner by these two uh, wicked priests, uh, Hophni and Phinehas. Also in 1 Samuel uh, 17.26, uh, we find this account of David and Goliath. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? Also in 2 Samuel 24, 17, this has to do with the matter of David numbering Israel. Uh, we read, And David spake unto Jehovah when he saw the angel that smote the people. Remember, 70,000 died in that plague. And said, Lo, I have sinned, and I have done wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Let thine hand, I pray thee, be against me and against my father's house. Uh, Esther 9.5 uh, affirms, Thus the Jews smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword, and slaughter and destruction, and did what they would unto those that hated them. And then lastly we read in Jeremiah 37.15. This is as a result of Jeremiah's preaching. It says, Wherefore the princes were wroth with Jeremiah and smote him, and put him in prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for they had made that the prison. The last two terms in verse 28, these three times are repeated in verses 32 and 33, and they're only found together one other time uh, with respect to time. There is another uh, reference that had to do with the, the three sons of Zeruiah. But with regard to time, we only find it in Exodus uh, 23 in verse 14. And I'll, I'll read verses 14 to 17. But uh, these three is Strong's number 7969, and times is 7272. Uh, uh, again, this is Numbers 22. Um, oh, wait, no. I, I got the wrong uh, reference here. All right, Numbers, uh, Exodus 23, 14 through 17. And Jehovah opened... Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Um that was Numbers 22, 28, and 32. Um, I didn't mean to put that in there. Uh, let's look at Exodus 23, 14 through 17. Three times, those are our words, Thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year. Thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread. Thou shalt eat unleavened bread seven days, as I commanded thee in the time appointed of the month Abib. For in it thou camest out from Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. And the feast of harvest, the firstfruits of thy labors, which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, 
which is in the end of the year, when thou hast gathered in thy labors out of the field. Three times in the year all thy males shall appear before the Lord God. All right, moving ahead uh, to verse 29, uh, Numbers 22, we read, And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there were a sword in mine hand, for now would I kill thee. So we have these two terms, uh, said and unto the ass, uh, which are also found in verses 28 to 30 and also in 32. And they also appear together in three other accounts. Said is Strong's number 559, and unto the ass is Strong's number 860. Uh, the first uh, place where they're found is in the book of 1 Samuel, having to do with the asses that Saul's father, Saul the, who would be the king, um, the asses that his father uh, had which were lost. Uh, this is 1 Samuel 9, uh, 3 and 5, and then 1 Samuel 10. 2, 14, and 16. And in each of these verses, we find these two words, said, and uh, the ass, or the asses. And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. And when they were come to the land of Zuf, this is verse 5, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come, and let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought of us. And then First uh, Samuel 10, verse 2, When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulcher in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah, and they will say unto thee, The asses which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father hath left the care of the asses, and sorroweth for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? And Saul's uncle said unto him, this is verse 14, um, And Saul's uncle said unto him and to his servant, Whither went ye? And he said, To seek the asses. And when we saw that they were nowhere, we came to Samuel. And Saul said unto his uncle, he told us plainly that the asses were found, but of the matter of the kingdom whereof Samuel spake, he told him not. In the conversation that Saul had with Samuel, Samuel tells him, you're going to be anointed king of Israel. And so Saul did not divulge that information to his uncle. Uh, the second reference is found in the historical parable of 2 Kings 4. 16 to 28, regarding the death of the son of the Shunammite woman, in which uh, these two words surface in verses 22 and 24. And I'll go ahead and read from um, verses 16 to 28. And he, this is Elisha, said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived, 
and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward, slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with, thy, with the child? And she answered, It is well. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away, and the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And Jehovah hath hid it from me, and hath not told me. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? And of course, uh, the, it's a wonderful story because uh, after that, he 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 basically heals, uh, or the Lord heals uh, the boy, and he comes back to life. The third narrative is in Job one, uh, verse fourteen. But I'm going to read uh, verses thirteen to twenty-one. Uh, both of these terms are in verse fourteen. And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands, and fell upon the camels, and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle 
and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. Jehovah gave, and Jehovah hath taken away. Blessed be the name of Jehovah. At this point, I'm not quite sure of the relationship that these other passages have to Balaam's donkey. But at the very minimum, we see that at least in two of them, there is a definite correlation with death and judgment. And so we'll continue to examine uh, these verses, the rest of the verses uh, in Numbers 22 to see if God would open our eyes to what he wants us to know. The next two English phrases that I would like us to investigate are actually two Hebrew words. Uh, Because thou hast mocked me, and for now would I kill thee. Uh, Because thou hast mocked me is 5953, and for now would I kill thee is 2026. And uh, incidentally, I'm going to skip over the phrase, I would there were a sword in mine hand, as we've already examined the two words sword in hand, in some of our earlier studies. And both of these terms, because thou hast mocked me, and for now would I kill thee, are only found again together in one other passage, in Lamentations 2.20, and they're translated there as, to whom thou hast done and be slain. And I'll read the entire chapter just so that we get the, 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 the context. Uh, This is Lamentations 2, uh, 1 to 22. How hath the Lord covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud in his anger, and cast down from heaven unto the earth the beauty of Israel, and remembered not his footstool in the day of his anger? Jehovah hath swallowed up all the habitations of Jacob, and hath not pitied. He hath thrown down in his wrath the strongholds of the daughter of Judah. He hath brought them down to the ground. He hath polluted the kingdom and the princes thereof. He hath cut off in his fierce anger all the horn of Israel. He hath drawn back his right hand from before the enemy, and he burned against Jacob like a flaming fire which devoureth round about. He hath bent his bow like an enemy. He stood with his right hand as an adversary and slew all that were pleasant to the eye in the tabernacle of the daughter of Zion. He poured out his fury like fire. Jehovah was as an enemy. He hath swallowed up Israel. He hath swallowed up all her palaces. He hath destroyed his strongholds and hath increased in the daughter of Judah mourning and lamentation. He hath violently taken away his tabernacle as if it were of a garden. He hath destroyed his places of the assembly. Jehovah hath caused the solemn feasts and Sabbaths to be forgotten in Zion 
and hath despised in the indignation of his anger the king and the priest. Jehovah hath cast off his altar. He hath abhorred his sanctuary. He hath given up into the hand of the enemy the walls of her palaces. They have made a noise in the house of Jehovah as in the day of a solemn feast. Jehovah hath purposed to destroy the wall of the daughter of Zion. He hath stretched out a line. He hath not withdrawn his hand from destroying. Therefore he made the rampart and the wall to lament. They languished together. Her gates are sunk into the ground. He hath destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the Gentiles. The law is no more. Her prophets also find no vision from Jehovah. The elders of the daughter of Zion sit upon the ground and keep silence. They have cast up dust upon their heads. They have girded themselves with sackcloth. The virgins of Jerusalem hang down their heads to the ground. Mine eyes do fail with tears. My bowels are troubled. My liver is poured upon the earth for the destruction of the daughter of my people. Because the children and the suckling swoon in the streets of the city, they say to their mothers, where is corn and wine? when they swooned as the wounded in the streets of the city, when their soul was poured out into their mother's bosom. What thing shall I take to witness for thee? What thing shall I liken to thee, O daughter of Jerusalem? What shall I equal to thee that I may comfort thee, O virgin daughter of Zion? For thy breach is great like the sea. Who can heal thee? Thy prophets <clears throat> have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity to turn away thy captivity, but have seen for thee false burdens and causes of banishment. All that pass by clap their hands at thee, they hiss and wag their head at the daughter of Jerusalem, saying, is this the city that men call the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? All thine enemies have opened their mouth against thee. They hiss and gnash the teeth. They say, we have swallowed her up. Certainly this is the day that we looked for. We have found, we have seen it. Jehovah hath done that which he had devised. He hath fulfilled his word that he had commanded in the days of old. He hath thrown down and hath not pitied, and he hath caused thine enemy to rejoice over thee. He hath set up the horn of thine adversaries. Their heart cried unto the Lord, O wall of the daughter of Zion, let tears run down like a river day and night. Give thyself no rest. Let not the apple of thine eye cease. Arise, cry out in the night. In the beginning of the watches, pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord. 
Lift up thine hands toward him for the life of thy young children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. Behold, O Jehovah, and consider to whom thou hast done this. Shall the women eat their fruit and children of a span long? Shall the priest and the prophet be slain in the sanctuary of the Lord? The young and the old lie on the ground in the streets. My virgins and my young men are fallen by the sword. Thou hast slain them in the day of thine anger. Thou hast killed and not pitied. Thou hast called as in a solemn day my terrors round about, so that in the day of Jehovah's anger none escaped nor remained. Those that I have swaddled and brought up hath mine enemy consumed. The uh, term, because thou hast mocked me, or to whom thou hast done, as we just read, is an interesting word, 59-53. It's a word that's found 20 times, and yet it's translated 10 different ways. So it's definitely a word that uh, is pregnant with meaning. And for this reason, I'd like to take a closer look at it in our next study, along with uh, verse 30 and also verses 32 to 34. So I'm gonna try to recapitulate today. Um, we've concentrated our focus today on verses 28 and 29 of Numbers 22. And as a result, uh, we've uh, learned uh, the following uh, five things. Uh, one, the three Hebrew words in verse 28, and Jehovah opened the mouth of the donkey, relates to Ezekiel, who, like the donkey, uh, was made dumb, and later God opened his mouth to declare the destruction of Judah and Jerusalem, typifying the end time uh, churches and denominations in Ezekiel 24, 27, and also in Ezekiel 33, 22. Uh, number two, the second group of Hebrew terms in verse 28, what have I done unto thee and that thou hast smitten me, uh, was the donkey's response to Balaam's beatings, in which these two expressions are found within context of various judgments, and one of those we discovered was the maltreatment of Jeremiah for his stance to surrender to the Babylonians, which consisted of him being beaten and also thrown into prison, as we saw in Jeremiah 37:15. Uh, number three, <clears throat> excuse me. The last uh, two words in verse uh, 28, uh, Hebrew words, these three times are only found together in connection with time uh, regarding the three feasts that God commanded the Israelites to keep uh, yearly in verse 14 of Exodus 23, 14 to 17. Uh, number four, the next two terms uh, said and unto the ass in verse 29 uh, are found in three other passages that 
uh, either relate to the asses being lost, which we saw in 1 Samuel 9, 3 and 5, and 1 Samuel 10, 2, 14, and 16, or having to do with death and destruction as we witnessed in 2 Kings 4, 22 and 24, and also Job 1, 14. Uh, number five, the last two expressions that we considered in verse 29 are, because thou hast mocked me, and for now would I kill thee. Uh, again, it only surfaces in Lamentations 2.20, where they are translated as, to whom thou hast done and be slain. And once again, we see God's emphasis on the end of the church age, the destruction of Judah and Jerusalem, typifying uh, his judgment, like, like we read in, in Peter, where it says in verse, uh, 1 Peter 4, 17, that judgment must first begin at the house of God. Uh, so I think we'll stop here for today. Uh, please join us for our Q&A, which is going to be at 5.30 today, Pacific Time, 8.30 Eastern Time. If you have a question about the lesson, maybe something was unclear, or you can uh, feel free to uh, post a comment or an unrelated question, uh, whatever you'd like, all are welcome. Also at 7.30 tonight, we have our uh, half hour of thematic Bible reading called Think on These Things, and you're more than welcome to uh, attend that if you're able to. And so uh, let's close with our um, last three hymns. The first one is God himself is with us.
Our next hymn is going to be Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. him is going to be, It is Good to Sing Thy Praises.
Let's uh, close in a word of prayer. Father, again, we are grateful for this time that you have given to us, this privilege of being able to uh, sing your praises, of being able to uh, look into your word, and, and we know that your word is indeed uh, the words of life, and only you can enable us to understand them and to be obedient to them as you work in the lives of your people. We thank you that we have the rest of this day to focus our attention upon your word, and we pray that you would help us to keep our focus on things above, and that you would bless your people wherever they might be around the world uh, with your strength and, and joy and peace. Uh, Father, we thank you that we can cast all of our cares, all of our burdens at your feet, and know that you are in control. And as we begin this new week, we pray that that would be the for in the forefront of our minds. And so now we ask uh, all these things uh, with grateful hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, like I say, if you're able to uh, uh, meet again at 5.30 and 7.30, uh, that would be wonderful. Hope you have a blessed uh, rest of the day as well. Thank you for joining us today for Searching the Scriptures. Until next time, to God be the glory.